0: Welcome to the X-Factor Team Roping Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and go to xfactorroping.com. I got to thinking that if I just had one one opportunity with you, what are some things that I could impart into your life to help you know God and be the best you that you could be? This is very serious to me, and and it's an honor and a privilege um, that I have to to get to visit with you over the next couple of days Uh, and so once again I want to encourage you give learning your best okay give give it your best what are we going to do we're going to give it our best Uh, you know before I knew the Lord I I told you earlier I met Alan in Arizona and and once I gave my life to the Lord one of the first scriptures that I, I memorized and got in my heart was Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. But also one of the first scriptures was was Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And and when when you hear me refer to a scripture, I want to encourage you to write it down. Because I want you to be able, when you leave here, I want you to be able to go home and look it up in your Bible. Okay, I'm not going to turn to all these scriptures because we don't have enough time. We have about 30 minutes in this session. Then we're going to go saddle our horses. Then we're going to rope for a little bit. And I know you're excited about that. But for the next little bit, I want you to give me your best. So Matthew 6.33, I'll mention this a while ago, is seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then everything else will be added unto your life. And whenever you see the word all in the Bible, all these other things will be added. You know what all means in every language of the world? All means all. And so this isn't just something... um, that I set out to do as far as to be a preacher and a minister and stuff. I, I'm a guy just like you are and a girl just like some of you. I'm not a girl like you are, but I'm a, I'm a person that I just, I want to know God. And, and I, I want what's in His Word. I want it to be real in my life. And years ago, I told the Lord, I don't want to get up there and say something I've just memorized or say something that I'm not at least applying in my life. I want it to be real and I want it to have weight and I want it to have substance and so thinking about if I just had one shot with you, what are some things that I would share with you? It's something I ask myself all the time with my family. If my wife and my kids could, could watch my life and they take what I do with my time and they take what I do with my, my life, would they be able to know God and would they be able to be the best them that they could be? And it holds me accountable to use my time correctly. And it holds my, myself accountable to live my life correctly. And, to, of course, we all make mistakes. We're all a work in progress. But every day is a new day, right? Every day is a new day. And I want to encourage you to have a goal. And I want you to write this down. If we can have a goal, and you've heard me say this on the calls, if we can have a goal just to change 1% a day, we can do that, right? We, we can lift our thinking just at least 1% higher today than we did yesterday. We can think positive, more positive at least 1% today. We can lift our believing at least 1% higher today than yesterday. And if we do that today and then we do it tomorrow and we do it the next day, what are we do and we're, we're becoming the best us that we can be? See, success... There's a lot of de- definitions of success that you'll hear about in the world. It's Some people it's money, some people it's a house, some people it's a winning a world championships, but I know a lot of people who have the houses, the cars, the world championships, but they're miserable in life. See, definition of success, true success, is a person being in the process of knowing God and being the best them they can be. I want you to write that down. What is true success? True success is being in the process of knowing God and being the best you that you could be. Because if we're in the process of knowing God and we're in the process of being the best us, what does that look like? You being the best you you can be. You being the best you you can be. It looks like you operating in your gifts. It looks like you operating in your strengths. It looks like you operating in your talents, your passions, your desires. It looks like you being the best you that you can be. You hear me say that all the time. What does that look like? What is the best you look like? Because when we get an image of what does the best me look like and we start to go towards that, it helps us continue to develop and to become who God has called and created us to be. And so when I think about our time together, you know, I, I'm, I'm just... Uh, I'm in awe of not only your gifts, but, but of just your heart, your willingness to grow When I say I want you to give it your best, I'm wanting you to open your heart up and I'm wanting you to open your mind up. And when you hear Al or these other pros or other people share with you principles that can help you, I want you to absorb it. We don't want you to go down some of the same roads that we had to go. You know, wisdom is you taking knowledge and letting it marinate in your heart and in your mind until you understand it. And wisdom is applying that knowledge. See, you're going to gain a lot of knowledge over the next couple of days, but then we want you to gain understanding. It is, it's one thing to have it in your head, but it's another thing to understand it in your heart. And when you know it in your head and understand it in your heart, then you apply it in your life. Now that's wisdom. And the Bible says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So if I had one opportunity, you and me, we're just sitting down and we're just talking And if I were to take some principles and just just open your heart up and just plant them on the inside of you to help you be success. Remember, true success is you being the best you you can be. True success is you being in the process of knowing God. Because the more you know God, the more you're going to know yourself. And the more you know yourself, the more you're going to understand your gifts, your passions, your desires. The more you know God, the more you're going to know yourself. The more you know God, the more you're going to know yourself. The more you know God, the more you're going to know yourself. See, eternal purpose, our eternal purpose is being after God, knowing His heart. (coughs) Not just being religious, not just memorizing the Bible. (coughs) Excuse me. But our eternal purpose is to know God. And whenever we're fulfilling our eternal purpose, it helps us fulfill our earthly purpose. And God made you on purpose for a purpose. God made you on purpose for a purpose. God made you on purpose for a purpose. Say that, God made me... Say that with me. God made me... On purpose... For a purpose. God made me on purpose... purpose For a purpose. Say it again. God made me on purpose. For a purpose. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Please write. It says, Before you were in your mother's womb, God knew you. And He set you apart and He consecrated you. And it says He appointed you... To be to Jeremiah was a prophet to the nations. To you, he's appointed you. Maybe it's to, to be a world champion roper. Maybe it's to be a doctor, a lawyer, but it's to be a dad. It's to be a mom. It's to be the best you you can be. God has designed you and appointed you to be a difference maker on this earth. See, when you showed up on this planet, it didn't surprise God. God is a God of purpose, and he already wired you a certain way, and he already designed you a certain way, and he already has the plan laid out for you, but it's going to be up to you to Choose to walk in that plan Jeremiah 30 verse 19 Please write that down He says every day I set before you Life and death, blessing and cursing He says if you can't figure out what to choose Let me help you He says choose life Because when you choose the Word, you choose the principles that come from the Bible, you choose to go after God, you choose to operate in your gifts, your strengths, your passions. He says blessing is coming. Blessing means an empowerment to move forward. Blessing means God's super upon your natural. Blessing means God's endurance, His courage, His character, His nature. All that God is, stay with me, all that God is in you, working in you and working through you, it is God's ability on you to be you. James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25 says, The person who hears God's Word and does God's Word, they're blessed in their doings. The person who hears God's Word, you're hearing God's principle, but you are doing, stay with me, James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25, hear God's Word and does God's Word, They're blessed in their doings. They're empowered to move forward in their doing. True success is you knowing God and being the best you that you can be. See, God wants you to know why you're here. Purpose. Write down the word purpose. Purpose is your why. Purpose is your DNA. Purpose is why you're wired the way you're wired, why you're gifted the way you're gifted. Purpose never changes. Proverbs 19, verse 21 says, The purpose of God remains forever. Please write. Proverbs 19, 21, The purpose of God remains forever. It remains forever. Parents, please hear. Purpose remains forever. A couple years ago, my dad retired from the oil field. But when he retired from the oil field, I said, Dad, you might retire from a job, but you don't retire from your purpose. Purpose doesn't change. See, purpose, there is no time limit on purpose. There's no time limit on your purpose. Purpose never changes. If we had a big diagram or a big bar graph or something right here, I want you to picture with me. Before you were in your mother's womb, God knew you. He designed you. He wired you. He gifted you. And he said, I set you apart. I consecrated. This is what I've created you for. Revelations one 8 says he's the beginning and the end the alpha the omega So God goes to the end and he already has everything what you're designed to be and then he backs it up And he starts you at the time of your conception Then when you're born up on this earth purpose is running through your DNA It's running through your flesh. It's running through your mind. It's running through your desires It's running through your passion and whether you fulfill it or not. It doesn't matter. You don't determine what God created you for Isaiah 45 verses 9 through 13 says, does the creation come to the creator and say, this is what I'm here for? And a lot of times we do that, don't we? God, this is what I'm going to do. Now, bless it. God, this is what I'm going to do. But it says, no, it's important that we are in the process of knowing God, discovering. See, we discover our purpose, then we decide to fulfill it. Purpose is running through you right now. Purpose is running through your gifts, your desires, your passion, and purpose never changes. It will continue when you're 15, when you're 20, when you're 30, when you're 40, when you're 50, when you're 60, when you're 80, 100, 120 if you live that long. Purpose is always running through. It never changes. There's no time limit on purpose. You're born with purpose and you end with purpose. It never changes. Say it never changes. That's your why, it's your DNA, it's why you're gifted the way you're gifted, why you're wired the way you're wired, why you're designed the way you're designed. Romans 11 verse 29 says, the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Stay with me, Junior. God is saying, I place gifts, gifts, the word gifts in the Greek means an endowment, it means a, a spiritual endowment. It, it means it's a gift from God. He says, I place a gift in you. And the word calling means an invitation. That God is in, in inviting you to be you. That's what that's what it says. I place the gift in you, and then I invite you to be who you're created to be. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you for following me there. So, You're wired the way you're wired and gifted the way you're gifted for purpose. Say purpose. Purpose never changes. Say it never changes. Now vision is what it looks like for you to fulfill your purpose. Write down vision. Vision does change. See, purpose never changes. That's why it's so important to discover why am I here? Why am I gifted the way I'm gifted? Why do I have the desires that I have? Why do I have the passion that I have? It never changes. But what it looks like to fulfill that purpose when I'm 15 And 20 is different than what it looked like when I was in my 30s. And now whenever I'm in my 40s, it looks different. And when I'm in my 50s, it looks different. And when I'm in my 60s, it looks different. See, it's supposed to evolve. Proverbs 4.18 says, The path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. In other words, the more you know God, the more you see of Him. And the more you see of yourself. The more you discover your gifts, your talents, your abilities. So purpose never changes. Say it never changes. But vision is what it looks like for you to be you. If you were to stand up on a, a fence or a high mountain, how far can you see? What does it look like for you to fulfill that desire? What does it look like for your family to be whole? What does it look like for you to be the best you you can be? How far can you see you being you? That's vision. I remember when I first accepted the Lord, I had a, had a desire on the inside of me to develop my roping and be the rookie of the year and to go on and of course my original goal just like probably all of yours was to win a world championship and God started using the gift of rope and the desire of rope and I still remember when I gave my life to the Lord I was in an upside down trailer in the middle of a bar ditch in the middle of the night I'd, I'd quit college and I uh, was living with a girl in, in El Paso and we might talk about that later just the importance of relationships Guys, we want you to honor God. We want you to live right. It's, I know it's, it's, it's okay, everybody there living with each other and having sex outside of marriage in the world system, but that's not God's best. God, that's not God's best. God, God wants you to honor Him, and He wants you to honor one another, and He wants you to, to love Him and love one another. And I know that makes some of you uncomfortable, but you'll be okay. Say, I'll be okay. <laughs> We're not talking about that right now, but that's where I was at in my life. And I remember I went home one weekend and i never forget it. I was going back. I would quit college at the time and I was going back uh, to El Paso. My dad comes running out the back door and he had tears just running down his face. He said, Trey, the Lord, show me you're going to die if you don't get your life right. I'm like, yeah, right, dad. I just thought he was just being a parent, just trying to jack with me, you know. Sure enough, two weeks later, I was leaving the rodeo at Austin, and the guy I was roping with was in the passenger seat, and the girl I was dating at the time was in the back seat, and I woke up in the middle of the night running 70 down, it was a four-lane highway, and there was a median right there in the middle, and I woke up running 70 down the median. And in the truck and trailer, and I, I tried to ease it back onto the highway right here, but right up ahead of me, there's a big concrete water culvert right up ahead of me, and I saw it wasn't going to make it, so I pulled the truck back over in the middle, and it had the concrete slabs going up both sides, and so I hit it perfectly with the truck running 70 miles an hour, but the trailer just hit it just right on, and so it ripped the trailer and the truck apart and spun the truck across the highway out into the, the pasture, and as we're spinning around, I don't know if you've ever been into something like that, but it's just in slow motion, and the trailer's just going in over end, over end, over end. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, am I still alive? <laughs> and we come to a stop and I realized that everybody in the truck, we were still alive. I took off running to the horse trailer over there and I crawled in. We had already called 911. We was waiting for the jaws of life to come and cut the trailer open because we couldn't get them out anyway. And so I crawl in this, uh, the, the side of the trailer through one of the doors there, the windows, and I crawl down in there. And I never forget it. I squat down in there and I'm calming the horses down because they're just going nuts. I mean, blood everywhere and... And I remember my dad. And that night in that trailer, I I asked the Lord. They take me to church long enough, enough times that I at least knew how to call on the name of the Lord. So in that trailer, I, I just said, Lord, either you're real or you're not real. And I ask you to come into my heart, be my Lord, be my Savior. I don't remember the exact words I said, but I was real with God. And that night began my journey. To know God, and I'm still that way today. God, I want to know You. Either You're real or You're not real. This isn't just some method or some step. This is about knowing a God that created You for a purpose. And then during that time, as I begin to put Him first, Matthew six thirty three, seek Him first. That just meant every day I just put Him first. Uh, and and what, what does that look like? I just started with five minutes. Every morning I get up, I put a a, a Bible on the toilet, I put a Bible on my bed, I put a Bible everywhere I could find a Bible. I wasn't trying to be religious, I didn't know this is what I was called to do, but I was just hungry for truth and I was hungry for growth and I wanted it to be real. I'd seen people be religious and they had nothing I wanted. And I just started going after God and going after God and going after God. And this is a spiritual principle and I want you to write this down. Whatever you give your attention to, will build your desires. Whatever you give your attention to will build your desires. How many of you have watched your open tapes before and videos and DVDs for hours? We all have, right? What did it do? It built your desire. You couldn't wait after the NFR. I mean, you picked up all kinds of bad habits watching the NFR. <laughs> but at least got you in the process, right? Because you watched it and you're foaming at the mouth and, oh, man, spin them and turn them and over the chute and duck your horse and, ah! Right? We've all been there. See, that's a spiritual principle that's going to help you get to your destiny Whatever you give your attention to will build your desire Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 through 23 says My son, pay attention to my words In other words, he's saying there's a principle here Give attention to the words so it'll build your desire And the more attention you give, the more desires grow But see, the process of putting God first, and He says He will add all other things, that means sponsors, that means relationships, it means horses like Al was talking, it means friendships, it means divine connections, it means everything you need to be who God has called and created you to be. Purpose, say purpose. It doesn't change. So, what are some things? How? how and and I'm—I've got so much I want to download into you, but I only got you for a few sessions. So I'm trying to listen and listen here of how far to go and what to say. And but how can we start discovering our purpose? Because when I was praying for you, I got to thinking, okay, well, you have all the the natural stuff and the statistics, and I speak all over the world, all different age groups and everything. And so you have all these statistics going on here. Well, they got this attention span and this attention span and oh my gosh, and this attention span and. But then I got to thinking God spoke to Jeremiah at a very young age and He spoke to Samuel at a very young age and He spoke to David at a very young age and He spoke to Joseph at a very young age and I'm expecting Him to speak to each of you at this age, this weekend that's going to impact you forever. So how can we start discovering our purpose? Write this down. Locate your desires. Locate your desires. Your desires that are in you by God. Psalms 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Delight means to uh, have extreme satisfaction. It means to spend time with. John chapter 15 verses 1 through 8. I want you to read these when you go home. When you have time or even tonight, read these. And Jesus is talking about abiding in the vine. He's the vine and we're the branches. And it says, He who abides in Him... You abide in the Word. You abide in worship. You abide in the presence of God. You abide in Him, and He abides in you. The same desires, say desires... Same desires that are in Him are going to be in you. I want you to picture with me for a moment. Can I, can, you, can you see me okay right here? I want you to picture a tree. See, He says that He has chosen you to bear fruit. What does fruit look like? Fruit looks like answered prayer. Fruit looks like you fulfilling your purpose. Fruit looks like you walking in your destiny. Fruit looks like you um, being who you're supposed to be. Fruit is just excess life. What Jesus is saying, that whenever you stay in relationship with Him... I want you to picture this He's the vine, we're the branches He says the same life flow that's in God The same desires for your life The same passions for your life The same thoughts for your life The same things that He has for your life That's in Him, why He created you to be you Are going to flow from Him Into you, through you And it's going to come out in the form of fruit A fruit tree has so much life in it That it has to go somewhere So it produces, bloop, fruit So he said, when you abide in the Word, there's going to be so much life in you and so much passion in you and so much energy in you. It has to go somewhere, so it's going to come out in the form of fruit. Fruit is excess life. There's so much passion. There's so much desire. There's so much wisdom. There's so much courage. The same desires. Delight yourself in God, and He will give you the desires. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Please write. Says that it is God who is working in you, creating the desire for you to both will and to do for His good pleasure. So God is saying, okay, how do you locate the desires? You delight in Him. How do you locate the desires? You abide in Him. How do you locate your desires? You seek Him. How do we know whether they're fleshly desires or God's desires? Years ago, I was, when I was learning all this and going through the process and I was out watering my horses one day and and you picture, you've probably all done this, you know, your dad sends you out to water the horses and so you got the water hose out there and you're watering the horses and there's some grasshoppers and there's some moss and there's some hay in the the water trough, you know, and so you're thinking, well, instead of dumping the water trough over, what are you going to do? And you stick the hose in there, and you just keep it going in there, and you run it over till the grasshopper exits stay dry, right? The hay just pushes out, right? God says, Trey, if you will do that with my word, you keep it flowing into your heart. The desires that are not of me, they'll be pushed out. How do we locate our desires? Putting God first. How do we locate our desires, delighting in Him, delighting in His Word? How do we locate His desires, positioning ourselves? What's the first thing that headers and healers both talk about in roping? Position, 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 position. What's the first thing in our roping? Position. What's the main thing in our roping? Position. Position sets us up for everything else. Position. What sets you up in life to be who God has called and created you to be? Remember, true success is being in the process of knowing God and being the best you you can be. He's saying position is the very thing that's going to set you up to be everything God has called and created you to be. Purpose. Say purpose. It's your why, it's your DNA, it's why you exist. And it never changes, purpose. So it's important that we discover purpose because when you're 10, you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, purpose never changes. But once you discover your purpose, then you locate, okay, my gifts and my desires and my passions helps me begin to see what does it look like. That's vision, Proverbs 29, verse 18. Write that down, Proverbs 29, 18. I'm getting ready to be done for this session. It says, Where there is no vision, people perish. Where there is no vision, when you don't know what it looks like for you to be you, when you don't know what it looks like for you to operate in your gifts, your strengths, your passions, when you don't know what it looks like, what does it look like, young man, for you at a young age, for you to make a difference on this earth? What does it look like for you to be a man, a husband? What does it look like, girls, for you to be a woman of God, a godly woman? What does it look like, parents, for you to be you? That's vision. Because it, it's going to look different when you're in your 15, your 20, your 30, it switches in the 40s, switches 50. Purpose never changes, but what it looks like for you to use your gifts and your strengths, your passions, it's going to look a little different. And that's okay. Vision. Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. Please write. You can just abbreviate and look it up in your table of contents. Habakkuk H A B. It's the only word in there that starts with H-A-B at the table of contents of your Bible, okay? Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. It says, write the vision and make it plain. That those who look at it and those who read it, they can run with it. Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. Write the vision and make it plain. We want you to know what it looks like for you to be a man and woman of God. We want you to know what it looks like for you to operate in your gifts and strengths and passions. We want you to know what it looks like for you to know God and be the best you you can be. So the thing I want you to take away, what I want you to know and what I want you to do, that's something I'm always asking whenever I'm communicating, what I want them to know and what I want them to do. like, What is God wanting you to know? Position. Say position. Position yourself to know God and be the best you you can be. How do you position yourself? Psalms 37.4, we already wrote this down. I'm just kind of recapping. We delight ourselves in God. Say, delight ourselves in God. How do we position ourselves? We seek Him first. Say, seek Him first. How do we, how, how do we know God and be our best? We position ourselves in relationship with Him. I'm going to stop there for a moment. I can keep going, and but but we're up with time. I want to pray over you, and then we'll move on to the next thing. Father, I love you so much, and I thank you for what you're doing in our heart, what you're doing in our life. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to seal what we've talked about in our hearts so far. And we trust you to recall these principles to our life. We, we ask. That there's such a hunger and such a thirst and such a passion stirring on the inside of each and every one of us that we leave here different. We leave here changed. We leave here hungry to know you and be the best us that we can be. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.